Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. For a minute, I almost said the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast, but no, we are currently on the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this day has met each and every one of you in great health, great strength, and most importantly, in great spirits, especially with everything that is going on out there and probably in your own lives as well. And as always, before beginning, I like to start by giving all thanks, all praises, all honor, and all glory to Father God Almighty, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, because without them, I simply am nothing But because of Christ Jesus, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Um, I'd also like to take a quick moment to say thank you to each and every one of you who have listened, played, download, share, etc. Thank you very much. Um, The last episode, I guess I, I wasn't the only one wanted to know what's up with these pastors. Thank you guys for listening. I truly appreciate it. God bless um, all of you who have, you know, listened to the episode here in the U.S. And boy, I have a lot of international listeners as well. And I give God all honor, all praises, and all glory. Okay. So, yes. Where I'm at, the temperature is currently 55 degrees. We're a little chilly today. Not necessarily cold, but a little on the chill side. And I am currently sipping on a cup of blueberry tea, the usual, you know, apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, cough drop, splend and a little honey. So yeah, that's what's in my cup today. Now, the name and title of today's episode, which at this point, I'm sure you already know what it is, because if you have hit played or you have downloaded, you know exactly what the title of the episode is. But I'll still go ahead and mention it. The name and title of today's episode is The Spirit of Jezebel and Ahab. Will and Jada. This is episode number 087. So sit back, relax, grab yourself your favorite hot or ice cold beverage, you know, depending on where you're at. And join me back in a few minutes and we'll get started. So see you in a few.
Are you in need of some encouragement? You know, something to give you a little pick-me-up during the day or evening. Well, why not check out the Nuggets of Thankfulness podcast featured on Spreaker.com, Podomatic, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. Listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Okay, so welcome back. So let's just get started without further ado. Okay, as promised, We're kind of going to deal a little bit with the spirit of Jezebel and Ahab, and then it will move from there. Jezebel. Jezebel was the wicked queen and wife of evil King Ahab. She had a reputation for murder, iniquity, and sexual promiscuity. She also led Israel astray in their foreign worship of idols. Ahab was the son and successor of King Omri. He was also the king of Israel at one point. And he is also listed as one of the worst and one of the wickedest kings of all time in the history of Israel. Well, we all know who's the, we all knew who the best king was in the history of Israel. Christ first, of course. And then another then, yeah, King David. The spirit of Jezebel. So I'm going to do a breakdown of some information that I was able to gather online from a few online websites. So here we go. According to Christianity.com, the Jezebel spirit is having a disposition or demonic influence, murder, deception, and seduction. Quite frankly, what it's saying here is that Jezebel really, she wore the pants in the family. And of course, Ahab being the man and the king who was supposed to be the head and lead did not know how to effectively do so in his own home as a husband, let alone in his kingdom. The roles of Jezebel and Ahab were switched. He was the woman, and of course, she was the man. She would go as far as to murder a man, 
of course, Naboth, an innocent man, all because her greedy and wicked husband wanted to have his vineyard. And of course, Naboth refused to sell the vineyard because their property was supposed to stay amongst them. It was supposed to pass on to their generations. And of course, because he didn't comply with what Ahab wanted, he went home sulking like a baby. And of course, his wife, the wicked witch of the West, stepped in and decided to have Naboth killed. And of course, they took away his vineyard. According to BibleKnowledge.com, the Jezebel spirit is one of the nastiest, evil, and most disgusting, cunning, and seductive spirits in the hierarchy of Satan. According to LoveUnlimited.org, she refuses to repent. They believe that they are doing the right thing. They justify their deeds and words and refuse to repent. And of course, the spirit of Jezebel has an irresistible desire to reign over men. It's a spirit of witchcraft with a combination of control, manipulation, and intimidation followed by pride. The spirit of Jezebel will also turn people against each other. So up next is the spirit of Ahab. So we're going to go ahead and take a look at the spirit of Ahab. And some of those tendencies are it refuses to repent, which is a he. The spirit rather wants to justify his acts than repent and believes that he has done nothing wrong. Ahab loves to have authority, but only uses it when it serves him best. But when he really needs to take authority, he does nothing. While he has the duty to act, he just leans back and lets everything happen. Oftentimes, men that are carrying these spirits are controlled by Jezebel instead of Christ. They are spiritually blind and deaf when it comes to Jezebel. They do not take responsibility and they play the victim or self-pity. And blame others. So that is a brief overview of the spirit of Ahab as well as the spirit of Jezebel. Okay. So now, I, after I've given you the brief breakdown of what those spirits are and what they represent, and of course, who their father is, which we know is none other than Satan himself. So now 
I come to the topic from which this episode was birthed. And that is actor Will Smith slapping comedian Chris Rock. Now you're probably wondering to yourself like, okay, isn't this a Christian podcast? Why is she? Just stay with me for a moment. Now, I don't watch the Oscars, so I couldn't tell you. However, I was up on Sunday and I was on YouTube looking for a Christian movie or something. And you know, at times, which I'm sure you're familiar with YouTube, YouTube will recommend stuff. And of course it was, what really caught me was, you know, the thumbnail. Because whoever, I don't remember what channel had it up. It was a news channel though. And the thumbnail or the picture that they use as a thumbnail, the look on Lupita's face was like, the way she was looking at Will Smith, I was like, well, why is she looking at him like that? And I was kind of curious. So I clicked on it. And I can't remember what the title said. I can't remember, but anyway, I clicked on it to see like, but why is she looking at him like that? Because the look on her face, the way she was looking at him, they captured that picture. And I'm like, no, that's a look. But as a woman, you know, like there's something going on here. So when I clicked, I just saw Chris Rock making some type of joke. I don't even think I, I, I didn't see the joke. No, they didn't have the joke as yet. All I saw was, Will Smith getting up and walking over to Chris Rock after he said something, but I didn't know what it was. I thought, well, okay, maybe he was going to hug him or shake his hand or something. I didn't know. And I saw him, you know, I saw him like deck him. And I was like, is, did I just see correct? So of course, when you click on that video, of course, they're going to recommend others of the same thing. So then Someone else had the description fully in their title. So I clicked on that one. And that's when I got a little more information as to like what happened. At first, uh, then I understood it was about a joke. Now, I thought maybe Chris Rock was joking in regards to her entanglement. And that's when the other video showed that Will Smith, whatever the joke was, because I didn't know at the time. I mean, now I know what it is. It showed you Will Smith laughing at the joke. And then out of nowhere, it's like he hits a 360. So you clearly know that's a spirit. And well, he, he, he hit, he hit a 360 after his, his wife gave him that look. Okay. And it's like automatically that spirit in him, you know, one spirit switched from one to the other. And he just got up and went from laughing after looking at her face to, it it, it was like a, (laughs) like we would say back in the Caribbean, definitely witchcraft or be a look, clearly. And he got up and he, whatever it was, it just switched on him. And he got up and just, just hit a man. And I was like, And then when I found out what the joke was, I'm like, are you serious? Bad 
enough, the fact that Will Smith, whether it was he punched him or he slapped him, whatever, he hit him. Because it was so fast, I was like, am I seeing correct? The fact that Will laughed at the joke, it was funny to him. But as soon as he looked over and he saw that evil eye from that woman with the Jezebel spirit, yes, automatically something switched off in his brain. So you could clearly tell that's a man that's programmed. And he went from laughing to just getting up and hitting, just hitting this man on national television in front of the whole world. I mean, put yourself in Chris Rock's place. Now, had I am no fan of Will, neither or Jader Pinkett Smith. I don't watch these things, but like I said, it was floating all over the place. I'm like, and what really drew my attention was the way that I saw Lupita looking at Will in this thumbnail. And I'm like, okay. And that's what drew me in. And that's how I knew, or probably I wouldn't have known till the next day, because then it would have been, you know, plastered all over the, you know, the YouTube and the YouTube streets and actually it was plastered that same night. Now, I could understand if Chris made a joke about her entanglement that would have been out of place and disrespectful, even though, yes, she is a disrespectful woman because she is. But even though she is a disrespectful woman, had he made that type of joke, I would still say, you know what? He was out of place where that was concerned and had Will gotten up and hit him for that. I was okay. I could understand that part, but not for a hair joke, not for that silly joke, but yeah, it clearly tells you it goes beyond that. But that just that Chris Rock was the scapegoat. Chris Rock did not deserve that over that silly little joke. How many people don't have alopecia? It's, it's not like she had cancer or something. And the strangest thing, he is offended. No, I'll start with her because she's the one pulling the strings. He's the puppet. He's her puppet. He's her Ahab and she's his Jezebel. She's more offended about a G.I. Jane joke. Let's just say he even was throwing a crack at her bald head. What's the big deal? It's, I mean, I don't have too much nice to say about Jada. You know, way back when she, when she was starting out, I really liked Jada. That's, be, that's before I knew who she was. After they got married and, I mean, you start seeing things come out. It was like, Jesus, help me. So I left them behind a long, long, long time ago. And especially in this day and age, I, I don't even, I have no interest in that period. I have no interest in that and I don't have no interest in their life. Because mm, it's nothing that I want to look at or that I have any interest in. And, but I will say this. She looks good with her bald head. She really does. I could see, you know, if she didn't look good, well, you know, she feel self-conscious. But she looks good. And if she is that sensitive, then she should have wore a wig or something. But she looks good with her bald head. 
she is a pretty woman externally. Internally, that's a different situation. I could understand if she lost her hair to cancer, she was suffering from cancer, and then Chris Rock threw that type of joke. I mean, I could understand. So that joke, it to me is way beyond a joke. He was just a scapegoat. That's what it was. Because if it was someone else, I don't think Will would have gotten up there to go try that with Dave Chappelle or one of the other, you know, comedians that he knew probably going to knock him out. And the thing about it is he was actually laughing at the joke until he saw Jezebel's reaction. I mean, Jada's reaction. Hmm. And the strangest thing, he slaps Chris Rock for a stupid joke, but yet he sits at a red table with her as she describes her entanglement on national, whatever it is, for the whole world to see. And they can still see it to this very day. Just go and pull it up on YouTube. You'll find it out there. If he wanted to slap somebody that bad, that was his opportunity to slap her when she bring. And number one, he should not, he should not have even agreed to sit with her at that red table to do that. And if they did it, don't allow it to be aired. They put their business out there. Nobody asked them their business. I mean, people always heard stuff. But they're the ones that put their business out there. And my question is, why didn't he go and slap August Alsina? He was the one, he the one said he slept with her. How come he didn't, you know, how come he didn't slap him? Imagine your wife sleeping with her son's best friend. Man, that says a whole lot. The thing about that crazy thing about it is she does not think that she did anything wrong as far as sleeping with August. Oh, it was healing. Lord Jesus. Hmm. She feels she didn't do anything wrong. Doesn't that remind you of the spirit of Jezebel? What does it say? They never feel like they do anything wrong. They don't feel that they have done anything wrong. They always blame others. Oh, um, me and you, we, we we were going through a rough time. We were, we were done. How, 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 how were you done and you're still married? How, how, how was that possible? She felt she didn't do anything wrong by sleeping with August, by having, a, well, let me excuse me, by having an entanglement and laughing like nothing. And you could see that man, he was, you could see that he was in pain, but trying to hold it together because they're puppets. They got to do what their masters tell them to do. You could tell. Now, you know, let me try to replay this scenario for you. Let's play out this same red table top, whatever it's called, scene. Jada talking what she talking about and it's not Will sitting there. Instead, the husband is a Caribbean West Indian husband. Lord Jesus, <laughs> that would have been a scene. Let me tell you, it wouldn't have gotten to the point where he would end up slapping 
Chris Rock because you'd have gotten slapped right there, right there for us to see. Which woman in their right mind? You already sleeping around with whoever and talking about your ex who been dead for how long now? How long have you? How long has he been dead? You're married. You have two children with your husband who are actually adults, even though they don't act like they're adults, but they're, they're to age. And you're still talking about you're in love with this person and they dead? They've been dead? Which woman does, and not, not, not only that, I mean, if she's doing it privately, well, you know, that's their business. You can't tell somebody what to do. But when you start bringing your stuff out in public and you're pushing it down people's throat, <laughs> that there even was a petition somewhere out there Someone started the petition, shout out to you, for them to shut up because we didn't want to hear the, you know, their nonsense. But they kept, they keep bringing it. And then when you comment on it, then they're offended. Or better yet, they're offended of the hair. They're not offended of their, of their lifestyle. But if you say something about the hair, you get slapped. Or punched. Really. And just like he said, he's tired of everyone talking about him. Guess what? I'm tired of, uh, of them talking about themselves too. I'm tired of their crap out there. And every time it, it just, they just, you know, YouTube just shoving it down your throat. Yeah, I'm tired too. I'm tired too. I don't listen to most. I have to think to keep, you know, it, who, which, which woman in her right mind embarrasses her husband. I know women that are not even saved would not even do that like that to their husbands. Even if they're cheating, at least they have enough respect to say, okay, let me do it, you know, cordially. Oh, 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 I'm not promoting cheating, but I don't live in somebody's house. But how do you just disrespect your husband outwardly just like that? It's because that he never set the tone in his house. He allowed her to set the tone. So she wears the pants. And she set the tone. What she says is what goes. He just has to follow along. He has to do her bidding. Because he's Ahab and she's Jezebel. The roles have been reversed in that marriage. And even though Jada thinks that she did nothing wrong with August and whoever else she'd been doing it with. Guess what? One day. She is going to have to stand before the Lord and she will have to answer for it and I do hope and pray that she repents before it has to reach to that because I know you know they they, they see these cotton candy preachers out there not all of them but a lot of these big mega church preacher pastors out there teaching about the God of love but let me tell you something you better open your Bible yes he's a God of love God of faith God of mercy, goodness, and comfort, and all of them good stuff. But he's also a God of wrath, justice, and vengeance. And if you think, I'm lying, don't take my word for it. Just open your Bible. Go and ask Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, I forgot. You can't. They, they no longer exist. Or better yet, go and ask Edom. I don't think they exist either. Or... Maybe you can ask Nineveh. Guess what? They don't exist either. You know why? Because God wiped them out because of their wickedness. God is a consuming fire. 
And if she don't have respect for her husband, but how is she going to have respect for God? But either way, they will have to answer the same way. Will will have to answer to the Lord as to why he allowed his wife to lead instead of him being the Mecca. He up there, he was on the stage talking about God. God got this for him and God got, and I'm sitting there to myself like, um, okay, God, I've been praying for X, Y, and Z. Uh, um, what's going on here? Cause obviously I know he ain't talking about the same God because if he was, he would have straightened that wife out of his a long time ago. I'm sorry. I am sorry. That's a wicked woman. Or like we said back home in the Caribbean, she's wicked. Okay. That's a wicked woman. Okay. That's a wicked woman. Wicked for the fact that it, not just for, because of what she did there at, um, at the Oscars, but for the fact that she constantly keeps embarrassing this man publicly. And he's like a fool. Oh, like we say back home, she, he, she got him tight. He has no control over his wife, his marriage, his children, or his own life. He is a great actor. And to be all honest, she's a very, even though she might not be in as much roles as, you know, he is in and she has a name because of him, but she is also a very good actress. She really is. And despite all the box office movies that Will Smith has been in, all the riches, all the fame, all the awards, that man is lost and very unhappy. Because you know what? A life without Christ is no life. Don't let nobody fool you. And the only way to God is through Christ Jesus. He says plainly, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Okay? Jada clearly wears the pants in that marriage. The Smiths have an open marriage. Anything goes. Okay? They have an open marriage. They share their business all over the internet for anyone who's willing to listen or watch. Or even for those who don't want to listen, watch, or even hear it. They don't care. You could talk about their sex life, but just, just don't talk about her head. I don't even see anything wrong with her head. They put all their personal business out there for the world to comment on. And then... <laughs> Get angry. Well, then keep your stuff to yourself and keep your freakiness in the bedroom. That red table talk that she had with Will after the August Alcina, we didn't need to see that, but she wanted us to see it. So, hey, it seems. So we talking about it. That's something they could have dealt with privately. Or don't even answer August. You know, his wife has made a fool out of him. Will's wife has made a fool out of him. Will has allowed Jezebel to make a fool out of him because he's, he's an Ahab. And when I was growing up in the Caribbean back then, when I was being raised there, I always used to hear my grandma, my grandma used to tell us a lot of stories. You know, she has some good stories, boy, let me tell you. And she would tell us stories about her younger days. 
And some of the things you would always hear the older heads say is, including my grandmother, they, they would say a pretty woman without discretion will definitely put a man to shame. I said a pretty woman without discretion. I didn't say a pretty woman. So make sure you listen properly. A pretty woman without discretion. And in my days growing up, I've seen many of those. They were pretty, beautiful. They could get any man they, you know, they wanted, and trust me, they did. And they had no discretion. Today, when you see some of them, you're like, because of the years are just licking all over the place, like we would sit back home, knocking here, knocking there. They have aged twice as fast. Now, my question is, who marries a man or a woman and has two grown children at this point and you still talking about your ex? Clearly, this woman is a Jezebel and Will is an Ahab. And if he doesn't wake up, she is definitely going to be the end of him if he does not get himself together. That whole family is falling by the wayside, including the children. He left his first wife crying like he said he was crying, but he married the wrong one. He left it. I ain't still hearing no scandal on that first wife. But this one is like every two seconds is something with this one. He left his first wife to marry her. And she wears the pants in the family. Jada wears the pants in this marriage. And Will Smith wears the skirt or the dress. Whichever one, you know, whichever one you choose to apply it to. And like I said before, now you're probably wondering, why am I featuring this on this podcast? Because it is truly necessary. This is a perfect example of what we as Christians you know, our children of the living God, we need to take note of to avoid, especially in marriage. You know, if you're married or if you are on the brink of getting married or one day hope to get married, this is very important for us to watch and make sure we do not adopt these types of traits because they are not of God. It is not godly. Will Smith said in his speech that God is preparing him for big things or something to that effect. And he also said that Denzel told him, be careful at your highest moment. That is when the devil comes for you. Really? That would apply to a believer maybe. But in this case, nah, it's too late. That family has long been taken before this Oscar win. Or before the Oscars. At least this Oscar. And when I say it's too late. I'm not saying it's too late to turn back. I'm saying in regards to what Denzel said. He said the devil comes for you. At your highest moment. The devil been came for him a long time. Not just him. But all of them. But it's not too late to turn back. It's not too late to repent. They're still alive. There's still hope if they want the hope. So um, 
But God doesn't force us. He gives us free will to make that choice. And when you have a married couple that are sleeping around openly like it's okay, you are already in the devil's camp. And when you got a daughter wearing, the daughter looking like a boy and the boy looking like a girl, I mean, I mean, the roles are reversed in this entire family. There is nothing godly there. And in the past, I've seen some of my Facebook friends that they say they're Christians. But yet, boy, they don't miss the red table talk and anything that has to do with her. And her life is no secret. Like, why would you follow this person? But to each their own, you know? They have to answer for themselves and I have to answer for my own self. You know, it's very sad. Very, very sad. And to make things worse, he got up on stage and he apologized to the academy and his peers, but not to the person he walked up to on stage and hit for the whole world to see. And another part that really annoyed me was the part about his speech, because afterward they were featuring videos of him giving a speech after he done knocked the piss out of this man. Um, they showed you a video of people consoling him, but no one even asking Chris Rock if he's okay. And still allow this man to go up there and collect this, this piece of statue or whatever it is and have a speech there crying about love and God and all this, all this blah, blah, or whatever it was. But the part that really got to me on top of that, because still had Will apologized when he apologized to the Academy and his peers, I would have had mercy for him. Even though what he did wasn't right. So, you know, I would, I would really feel some sympathy, but he, he, he didn't. So clearly there was a beef he had with Chris Rock. For whatever beef they had, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if he was an August Alcina too. I have no clue because they lived their life all kinds of different ways. I mean, it's not a secret. The part that really stuck out in that speech as well is where he talked about, once again, the Ahab spirit, not taking responsibility, blaming others, think what they've done is correct or what they're doing is right. And when he talks about Richard Williams protecting his family. And I'm and I'm to myself protecting his family. Which family? Because obviously <laughs> he sure did not protect the first family that he had. Is he talking about the one that he had and walked off and left to this very day and he has not made amends with that first set of children that he had with his first wife? Because if that's the case, I mean that just, that shows you how screwed up Will Smith the, the Smiths are. I'm sorry. Because if you're going to hit Chris Rock for a stupid joke and you're going to praise Richard Williams, who you portrayed and you caused because he's a good actor, he won this award. You're going to use that man as an example, a man who walked off from his first family and hit Chris Rock for a stupid joke. It just tells you mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually where these people are or where that family is. Even Richard's first daughter, his oldest, I believe, she, I don't know if she's the oldest child or the oldest daughter, but his oldest daughter 
It's out there for the world to see. Just like the Red Table Talk, confusion is out there. This girl is in so much, well, she's a woman at this point. This woman is in so much pain. And I do hope and pray by the grace of God, I, I understand her pain. He had enough time after becoming successful of remarrying till he divorced. You see what happened to him right now, right? Okay. He married the third one and now you see what the wife, the third wife did to him. Okay. He had more than enough time to reach back and at least try to make amends, at least try to, you know, create a bridge with the first set of children before it was, before it's too late. And I, I do hope and pray she gets to the point that she forgives him. As far as having a relationship with him, that's between him and her. I know if it was me, well, I'm, I'm just going to just leave that alone. But I do hope and pray that she can get to a point in her life before she leaves. At least. Where she forgives him. Because we can't hold on to unforgiveness and think that we are going to enter into the presence of God. So I do hope and pray that she gets to a point where she's able to forgive. At least. Not for his sake. For her sake. If he don't repent, he is going to answer. Because the Bible speaks about a man not taking care of his family. The Lord do not deal lightly with these things at all. You know, I know you, most people are accustomed to hearing about the God of love. And he going to bless you and he going to prosper you. Yeah, he going to bless you and prosper you doing the right thing. And he do, and there's many people that are walking right with the Lord. And they're not rich. They don't have riches. The Bible also tells us that we, Jesus told us before he left. That in this world, we are going to have many tribulation, many trials. But he said, be of good cheer. And have peace because he has overcome the world. A lot of time a true Christian. You are going to go through. You're going to face it. Whether it's in your marriage. Your finances. Your business. Your job. Your health. Your marriage. Your children. Your ministry. So I do hope and pray. That Sabrina gets to that point at a point in her life, not for him, but for her, her sake, not for him. The Lord will deal with him. And as you can see, the Lord already dealing with him. And clearly the Lord dealing with, with Will Smith at this point too. I just hope he can wake up. But like I said, to each their own, to each their own. And quite frankly, there is nothing godly in any of this other than the fact that Will Smith mentioned God's name in his speech there is nothing godly in their lives I'm sorry and if you are professing to be a Christian and you believe otherwise you need to open your Bible and you need to read. Is there still time that they can come? Yeah, as long as you got breath, you can always come. God help them. That's all I can say. 
God help them. Also, I would like to read a few scriptures on what the word of God says about marriage. So first up is 1 Corinthians 7, verse 3 to 5. And it says, The husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields to her husband. She yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. This scripture is clearly telling us that the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife. And of course, the wife likewise. The wife does not have authority over her own body and neither does the husband. And the Bible also tells us here in this particular passage of scripture that you're not to deprive each other except by mutual consent. And when I say mutual consent, I mean mutual consent to go have it, have an open marriage, but mutual consent for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer, not to entanglement. Then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Up next is Ephesians 5 verses 22 to 33. So this is a good chunk. And it says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church, which is his body of which he is the savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Okay. That's the Bible speaking. That's not me. It, it, that's not me. That's the, that's the Bible. I'm just reading. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands are to love their wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does for the church. For as we are members of this body, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife. And the two will become one flesh, not two, three, four, and five other fleshes. This is a profound mystery but I am talking about Christ and the church. This is Paul speaking. 
However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. Okay? Now let's just go back over a few things that I just read here from the Ephesians 5. The first thing it tells us, wives. It didn't say husband first. It say wives. Submit yourselves to your own husband, not to outside entanglements. Submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Is Jada submitting herself to will? No, because she's not under the Lord. And then it says, for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Is Will Smith the head of his wife? No, the wife is the head of him. So clearly, because it says, for the husband is the head of, of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Will Smith is not the head of his wife. So clearly, he's nowhere under Christ. And then it says, wives should submit to their husbands and everything. It didn't just say some things, everything else but entanglement. It said, wives, submit yourselves to your husbands and everything. So make sure you you marry the right man. eh? And then, of course, Paul admonishes the husbands to love their wives. Because you got some of those too. You know, they, they just want to be the boss and they got no love, no you know, no, no, no thoughtfulness, um, not tenderhearted. And if, you know, if someone is married to someone like that, you know, God, you know, I, 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 I hear you, I, I hear you, but you, you still got to submit. You just gonna have to pray and ask God to help you there. And there's so much in that passage there, but then it ends here and it says, However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself. And the wife must respect her husband. Now I'm going to ask you the question. Does Jada respect her husband? Has she respected her husband? Obviously not because she wearing the pants. Up next is 1 Peter 3 verses 7. And Peter admonishes the husbands and he says husbands in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers so if you have a husband he's not treating his wife right his prayer gonna be hindered Now, once again, I'm going to ask the question based on the word of God here. This is not me speaking. This is the word of God I'm reading. Okay. It says, treat your wives with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs. Who is the weaker partner in the Smith's marriage? It's Will. So everything is reversed. And that's how, that's how it is in the, in, in the kingdom of darkness. Whatever God says, he flips it around. It's always the opposite. The man is supposed to lead in the kingdom of God. The Satan going to you know, flip it around. No, the woman has to lead. It's not biblical. Matthew 19.9 reads, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another woman commits 
adultery. That speaks for itself. Hebrews 13 verses 4. Marriage should be honored by all. It didn't say marriage should be honored by some. It says here marriage should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. It didn't say the marriage bed kept open for open marriage. It said, and the marriage bed kept pure, means just between a husband and a wife. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. That's not me speaking. Okay, that's, that's Paul here in the Bible. Hebrews 13 verses 4. And then you have Proverbs 18 verses 22, which reads, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Now my question is, because it says here, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. My question is, what Will has found with Jada, is it good? Ask yourself these questions as a Christian. And the last, but definitely not the least, 1 Corinthians 11 verses 3. And it says, or it reads, But I want you to realize that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is man. And the head of Christ is God. So my question is here, is Will Smith the head of his wife? Or is his wife the head of him? Because... If his wife is the head of him, which we know she is, clearly Christ is not their head. And the God that he's talking about is definitely not the same God. Now, these, this is the word of God here. This is not my opinion. When it's my opinion, I'm going to say it's my opinion. This is the word of God. So ask yourself these questions. Based on the word of God, if you say you're a Christian, ask yourself these questions. According to the scriptures, does Will and Jada's marriage represent the word of the living God? So now this is my opinion. If you know that you do not love someone or that you do not have respect for someone, do not marry them. And yeah, there are times, sometimes people might get married and they end up losing respect for their spouse because, you know, the spouse just changed and becomes something else. But at the end of the day, he's still your spouse. And you need to work that out between you, him and the Lord. And however way the Lord leads you to work that out. For the Christian women, including my own self, and no, I am not married. If you know that you do not have respect for a man before marriage, don't marry him. Because if you don't have respect for him before marriage, and you see that he's someone that you cannot respect, do not marry him. Because when you get married, if you don't respect him then you're not going to be able to respect him then. And he's not going to be able to have authority over you. And when he tries, it's going to be a hell of a fight. As citizens of the kingdom of God, 
the man is supposed to be the head of the wife, whether you like it or not. And if you truly are a child of the living God, you are professing that Christ is your master, your Lord, and your savior. There should be no disagreement with this statement because this is what the Bible tells us. And quite frankly, who wants to marry someone to be as a woman? Who wants to marry someone and you still got to be the head? But it's better you be single if that's the case. As women, and like I said, no, I am not married. But if I were, I know that I'm supposed to respect my husband. I'm, I am not going to tell you that I'll probably go and agree with everything my husband says. But there's a way for me to deal with that and we deal with that privately. But I know this much, if I do not have respect for him prior to marriage, then it's definitely not going to come during the marriage. And I can't respect anyone. I can't marry nobody that I don't respect. That's number one. I can't marry no one that I, that I have no respect for. And I can't marry someone that is not saved. And I can't marry someone that I don't love or have feelings for. And I definitely cannot marry someone who cannot lead me. Or lead in a godly manner. Because if he can't lead in a godly manner. Well if he can't lead at all. If he can't even lead in life. And in marriage. Well he definitely is not going to be able to lead me in a godly manner. Because that's what matters most. And if I don't have no respect for him prior up. And if I don't have respect for my husband. It's like everything through the door. It, It makes no sense. Any marriage where the woman is the head and the man is the tail. Back home in the Caribbean, this is what we call it. We call it witchcraft marriage or be a marriage or we say she got him tight. Yeah, that's what we say. Or, we, or, or they'll say, um, Lord, look at him. She got him walking with the jockey on the head. <laughs> Trust me. Growing up in the Caribbean, I have seen many of this. Even to this day. You got married couples. The woman is the got all the say, and the man like a fool. Now, if I have to enter that just to say I married, no, honey, that nah, I prefer to be single. Just to say I got a husband, no, a husband that can't even rule. He he he, he like the woman. He, she the man, he the woman. What kind, what, kind of, what kind of confusion is that? There ain't nothing sexy about that. I'm sorry. There ain't nothing sexy about it. Neither is there anything holy about it. I'm sorry. It cannot work. It's not of the Lord. That's demonic. That's from the kingdom of darkness. There is nothing attractive about a whipped man. Unless he's been whipped by Jesus. I'm sorry. There ain't nothing cute about a whipped man. The only people that like a whipped man is people that are women that carry Jezebel spirits. There's nothing cute about a whipped man. What man? Is he a child? Is he my child or is he my husband? Which one? I'm just being honest here. My head is supposed to be able to lead, starting with the things of God. If he can't even lead me. But then if he can't even lead me in, in, in everyday life, but, but he can't lead me in anything else. Which means he, he can't lead me in the things of, of God as, as my head. It's not worth that. It's not worth my time or my effort. I'm sorry. There is nothing cute about a woman being the head in a marriage. 
I'm sorry. Now, do you have some men that are just pompous and, oh, yeah, you got, got quite a, a bit of those. And they don't want They always think they're right. They don't want to hear nothing. Half the time, the woman got more sense than the man in those cases. And it is the truth. But you still know your role as a Christian woman. And you, 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 you still, you know, you humble yourself and you go in your prayer closet. And clearly, Jada and Will's marriage is... They're the modern day Jezebel and Ahab. The roles have been reversed in their marriage as husband and wife, as well as their children. And that's a recipe that is the only outcome from that recipe is disaster. And I do hope, I do true, I do truly hope that the Smith family can really come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before it is too late. Because when the time comes, you have to face the Lord. You're, listen, your Oscars ain't going to help you. Your, your Academy Awards, whatever, Emmys, your, your riches. Your, when you die, you're leaving all those things behind here. But when you leave the face of this earth, where are you going? Are you prepared for that destination? When we're going on vacation, we pack ahead of time to get to, you know, because we're going to Jamaica, we're going wherever it is we're going. But have we packed for our final destination, our eternal destination? At least when you're going on vacation, you know, as long as you're alive, you can come back. But when you exit from this life and you have not planned for your final destination, there ain't no coming back. Whether you're in hell or heaven, Whichever the destination you will end up in eternally. There's no coming back from it. And at that point in time, it's too late to repent. So all I can say is, let us, I didn't say you, I said us. That means me too. Truly try our best and keep our eyes focused on the Lord. Because... He is coming. He's coming again. And the way the world is right now, listen, <laughs> I don't want to be left behind. And I definitely don't want, listen, I'm a good baker. But when that time comes, whichever way, whether the Lord comes and in the time of rapture, I, 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 I look to go up if that's the case. And if the Lord says, okay, I'm not leaving you till that time. You're going this way. Then listen, when that time comes, I want to meet my maker, not the baker. Okay? Not the baker. They know there's no AC in hell. There's none. Okay? I grew up in the Caribbean. Sometimes the weather is so hot, you cry like, Lord. I could still, you know, get some AC, go to a fan. But when there's eternal flame, which fan am I going to run from? Which fan? Which fan, the fanny, fan, fan can't do nothing for me. And at that point in time, Jesus can't do nothing for me at that point either. Because it's too late. So, that is all I have to say on this particular matter. Um, let us pray. Let me just say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, please, please help us. We need you. We truly need you. We need you, Lord, and we, we need you right now. 
In Jesus name. Amen. Once again, I'd like to take some time to say thank you for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I pray that this episode or this podcast has been a blessing to you. And if indeed this podcast or this, you know, this episode has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share it with others. The gospel is free. Please feel free to subscribe to the Words of Encouragement podcast on iTunes.com, Spreaker.com, Podomatic.com, and everywhere that podcasts can be heard. And if you like, you can check out my blog at www.arlena at wordpress.com. And I look forward to being with you on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. Remember that as long as there is life, it is never too late to accept Christ. Be blessed. See you in the next episode.